Welcome to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Waldo. In this podcast, I'm sharing my family's experiences of moving to a ranch in Montana. Well, I don't know that I would call it a ranch. It's something that my mother-in-law calls it, but it's about five acres and it's the most property that we've ever had. And we seem to be well on our way to having a bit of a ranch or ranchette and who knows where it will go. But what I found is that this journey has called to me. And in this podcast, I share the adventures that we go through of not knowing how to do any of this, not knowing anything about living on more than a small piece of property in more of an urban area or even in a small town or a suburban area. And what we have learned and what we're learning as we go along. My intention with this podcast is for those that are looking for a little entertainment in their day as we go through our adventures, or maybe you're longing to move to your ranch or your ranchette or your homestead or farmette or whatever you want to call a small piece of your own land that allows you to connect maybe with nature, with animals, with more self-sustainability, whatever your purpose is. My goal with this podcast is to share my journey and to inspire you, perhaps entertain you, and perhaps help you explore whether that's something that's right for you as well. So tune in as we embark on our adventure in ranching. Welcome back to the Adventures in Ranching podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about how it all started with a Facebook video of a guy and his wife walking down the driveway of their Montana property. That's how our journey started, kind of. So let's dive into this a little bit. I talked in the previous episodes about how I really felt a call to Montana. And there's a number of things that I've now later come to understand about how little pings, if you will, about Montana kind of came into my awareness along my path. Um, But it's funny because I just went out. It's, um, it's kind of a cold, it's not cold. It's, it's warmer than it's been because I think we hit a, a low this winter of, At one point, it was minus 29 in Montana, minus 29 degrees Fahrenheit Fahrenheit in Montana. (laughs) And uh, it was pretty darn cold. So um, I think it's maybe in the 40s today, something like that. We have a wind chill, so it's a little bit colder. Um, It feels a little bit colder out there. But I just went out to give my horse some hay. And I was walking down the driveway um, because our driveway, we have the permanent pastures on each side of the driveway. And as I was walking down, I was, I was kind of looking at just at what we've, what we've done and how we've gone from just having this blank slate to now having these, you know, horse fencing and these horse pastures and this horse shelter and just all the things that we've learned and we've experienced um, since buying this place and how clueless we were. And so many times I've walked down our driveway, which our house is kind of at the far end of our property away from the road that we have to take um, 
to then get to the start of our driveway. So we have a long driveway on our property that we can walk down. It's between our two permanent pastures. And then we have a long road that's not officially our driveway, but it's kind of the shared um, road that is uh, shared with our neighbors. Um, and it's not paved. And it's not part of the main like actual county street um, that we also can walk on. And that's where our mailbox is. And so many times I've done that walk. I've done it in the snow. I've done it on sunny days. I've done it in the rain. I've done it with my dog. I've done it alone. I've done it with my horse. And I look around and I marvel because we have this amazing view of two mountain ranges. Um, one right that kind of is in front of our house and in front of our pastures. And then this other one that kind of sits off to the side. It's a separate part of a separate range that connects up um, near Glacier National Park. So it's pretty stunning. And I just kind of can't believe that this is what I get to do. This is what I get to walk on. I mean, I remember looking for property and being like, you know, when we were looking at houses, being like, well, where would I, where would I walk? Would I, where would I just walk our dog? We have a dog. Um, we now have two, but that's a separate conversation. Uh, that's a very recent addition. But, you know, where would I walk our dog? Um what would what would I do just to kind of get out and walk around? And now we have this amazing, we have this amazing driveway and we have this amazing long road that leads to our mailbox that's just kind of private and I can walk along it and it it just kind of takes my breath away so many times. I talked in the last episode about just looking up and, and seeing the hawks or the eagles or um, in the summertime, there's a herd of horses that gets put out to pasture along the, the road that is our shared road with our neighbors. Um, so I get to see multiple horses there and, and, and the clouds and the sky and, and all of that. And it, it really just it just kind of blows my mind at times. But <laughs> the funny thing, um, the funny thing is that I, I somehow was called in, I, I somehow landed on a page in Facebook in, I think it was early 2020. It was before we had ever visited here. And it was a, a guy, um, he and his wife were going on a walk. They lived in Montana and they had this like property and it was, I believe spring. Um, and they were commenting on how the weather was nice and it was kind of like a sunny, a sunny day, even though it was spring and um, they were commenting on how it had been cold and now it was warm and they were walking and, and they had a bit of a, they have a bit of a, I think kind of like an informal animal rescue. So they had like, I think it was like a turkey and a, a bunch of dogs and I don't know, a bunch of kind of random livestock animals, I think a pig, um, and some other animals. And they had this like really long driveway that they walked on and the animals walked loose with them. They just like followed them down this road to get their mail. And I stumbled across this video and I remember being like, it's like I watched it and I just couldn't, I couldn't believe that this was their life. I couldn't believe that they had this place that looked so beautiful. Um, and you could see the, the fields around them. I think you could see some mountains. I can't quite remember, 
Um, and that they were just walking with these, with these animals following them. And they were just out on this walk down their driveway. And I, I showed it to my husband and I was just like, oh my gosh, these people are just, they're living this dream life. You know, it was just, it, it just captured my heart. And I was just, I was just blown away that people could have this as their driveway. I mean, where we had lived before, we had, our driveway was about as long as, as our car. If we, um, we had to kind of pull our car up our, our last house in California, we had to pull our car up right to the edge of our garage so that it wouldn't block the sidewalk. And we didn't live in, it wasn't like a new development, but it was an older, um, neighborhood built in the 1960s, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, it wasn't like a brand new development or anything like that, but it did have sidewalks and it had houses and they weren't like right next to each other, but they were pretty darn close. Um, it, it wasn't like super dense cause we weren't in the city at that time. We were in the East Bay of California, um, kind of out, uh, a bit, but it definitely was a very different feel and our driveway was as long as our car. And then pretty much you went out on the sidewalk in front of your house and then you walked along the sidewalks and that's where I would walk my dog every day. And I would marvel at the fact that, um, our, our house neighborhood was at the base of this kind of like grassy hill where there was open space. And so we would, um, we would get a lot of birds flying through a lot of wildlife. It was beautiful, uh, in that way. And we would get like, um, some hawks. Um, we would get a lot of vultures. Um, and I started to have relationships with owls, I started to go out on my walks um, around dusk and I would hear the great horned owls in the nearby, nearby kind of open space calling to each other. And I was just like, loved it. I was blown away. Right. And one time we even had a coyote come down into the neighborhood and, and um, he or she, you know, kind of ran off um, the moment they saw me and my dog. So it wasn't like scary or anything, but that, that was kind of like, that was kind of like it. We didn't have much of a driveway and then pretty much you were on these streets. And, um, the other thing too is, you know, we lived there for a number of years. I think it was like five years, something like that. And so many neighbors that I would walk by every night, they just, there was like, there were people that were out, but they just didn't even, they didn't even say hello. Like they didn't even acknowledge you. There was no acknowledgement that you were a neighbor. And, um, I don't remember really kind of feeling that. I remember feeling that and being like, man, it's crazy. We've lived here all this time. And, and we knew the neighbors on each side of us and they were, you know, friendly. Um, but that I could walk past a person's house every day and they would be out and they wouldn't even look up and, and acknowledge that another person had passed them. Um, and, and so when I saw this, when I saw this video uh, on Facebook of these people that lived in this place in Montana, um, and I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. And I saw that they were just walking in this beautiful place down their driveway to get their mail. I just couldn't, I couldn't even fathom a life like that. I was just, it was like watching a dream movie, you know, where you're like, oh, you know, those people like, you know, some kind of a movie where you're like, oh, those people live the dream. And then you just kind of go back to your own life. Well, the thing is that we now have that. We now have a property with a long driveway that I walk down and I am just, it's like it's its own adventure. And I remember the first time that I did this walk and I, it struck me. 
oh my gosh, it's like I'm living the life from that Facebook video. I had forgotten all about seeing that Facebook video. I had completely forgotten about it. And I, and I had done this walk on this driveway many times and I had just been just blown away at how beautiful it was looking at the mountains and the animals and the, you know, all the wildlife and, and the trees and, and the skies and, and all of it. And I didn't remember the Facebook video at first. And then it came to me, oh my gosh, we were living this same kind of life. I mean, it's different property, um, but we're actually in the same part of Montana as I believe where that Facebook video where those people lived, um, which I didn't even realize. I, I never even made that connection. But we were living the same kind of life. I mean, yeah, I don't have a turkey. Um, I don't have, you know, like a, a rescued turkey or a sheep or, you know, whatever those animals are um, that they had. But it's like we do have animals, which I will talk more about, <laughs> more animals than most people do, just not um, livestock other than right now one horse. Um, but we're living the life that I felt a calling to from that video. When I watched it, I just, I kept watching it over and over and over again. There was something about it that spoke to my heart. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. And the first time that it really struck me that I was living kind of like the life of that video, but my own version, I, I just, I was blown away that we could have kind of manifested really this place that I didn't even remember was, you know, kind of inspired in a way by this experience that I had watching this video. And You know, I think this is part of why I started this podcast, because I think there are so many of us out there right now where we're feeling some kind of call to something different than what we've had, or, or maybe we had a taste of it when we were, when we were younger and we kind of realized we would love to go back to something like that, um, because I've, I've talked about how there, there are many aspects to the valley that we now live in, in Montana with these mountains all around us that remind me of the valley that I lived in and grew up in, in central Pennsylvania. There's a lot of kind of similarities. We didn't have the big, big, big mountain ranges around us, like what we do here that are really, truly alpine ranges. And we didn't have quite the same, quite the same weather and, and, and the same skies, you know, definitely different parts of the country, but there are things that feel similar. And I know that there are other people out there that are longing for some version of something different perhaps than what their daily life is. And, and maybe it's a calling, you know, just to, just to go visit that and, and take a vacation to a, to a place like that. Um, or maybe it's a calling to just, maybe it's really a calling for you to move to your own version of that, your own whatever your version of that is. Um, maybe it's a, a little homestead or a little farmette or a little piece of property with a garden or, you know, whatever it is. I, I really feel like there is such a trend that's been happening where people are tuning into their own hearts more. And there's some kind of thing that's been happening for people to 
feel a calling to connect more with what they really care about and who they really are and what they really long for at a deeper level. And um, for many people, it seems that having their own little plot of land, big or little actually, plot of land, their own, you know, homestead, their own um, connection to land and maybe growing their own food or or um, maybe raising livestock for food as well uh, might be part of their path or or just being on a piece of land and connected to nature. It seems like this is happening for a lot of people. And I know for me, you know, when I was living in the Bay Area, and even though I'd come from Pennsylvania, you know, I'd lived there, grown up in a in a more, um, like in a town, but a, a more um, rural area around, um, you know, it was a small town with uh, a lot of you know, farmland around um, in central Pennsylvania, but also with mountains, just not mountains quite like the mountains I live in now. But when I lived in, in California, um, I, I didn't know how I, I would always feel like I always felt like I wanted to move to the mountains. I love the mountains. I loved going to Lake Tahoe and we would go up snowboarding and I would go up as initially skiing and then snowboarding. And I would go up to the mountains as much as I could, um, as much as I could almost like every weekend. And I did this when I was in my, um, when I was in my twenties, uh, and, and my early thirties when I lived there. And then I did it again when we moved back to California after moving to Philadelphia. And, um, and I, I just would long for these trees, conifer trees in particular. It's like, I would see them in the landscape of the East Bay of Northern California, where we lived. And I would just like, I would focus in on them. It's almost like it was like a lifeline to what my heart wanted. And and all the drier, scrubbier bushes and trees and stuff like that, it's almost like I would zone out of those. And I would just see the and focus in on the parts that I really kind of loved. And then when I would go to the mountains, I would just be like, oh, I would feel my heart kind of settle in. And, you know, so now fast forward to us living here in Montana. And it's like everything that I had really been feeling like would just give me this amazing feeling. Um, we now have around us. I mean, we, we have these amazing conifer trees around us. I'm looking out the window at them right now. I have a, a mountain range in, in front of me that is covered with snow. Um, I have these beautiful, you know, fields. Um, I have the, right now it's a gray day, but it's like, I call this, I joke around that I feel like we're part of the weather channel here because the weather is always changing. I'm always watching the weather um, on this mountain because you can kind of see where there's these big clouds and it's like snowing at the top. Um, and then it can be completely sunny where we're at or vice versa. It's like weather comes in and out. And I really, it's like, I observe the weather. It's like, I, it, it's like the, it's like a movie. It's like so cool to watch the weather change. Like it's just surprising and delighting me with what it's doing. And I can't believe that we have the opportunity to live in this place. But it really, you know, it really started from a series of little feelings, you know, little feelings of like, um, noticing how much I love the trees, knowing how much I love the mountains, you know, going, going to Tahoe, uh, when we lived in California and just being like, Oh, I love it here. And I want to come up here as much, you know, like 
finding myself in the San Francisco Bay Area driving to places where there were conifer trees and just being like, oh, this feels so good. Discovering that video on Facebook and watching it, watching that video of this couple walking on their driveway, never even imagining though that we would have that. I mean, when we, when we did decide to the the way that we got called to Montana was Montana kind of came come kept coming up in my in my awareness um I didn't really I don't even know that the state of Montana I didn't differentiate it from any other state kind of out west when I was a kid um it was just like oh yeah one of those western states cuz I grew up in Pennsylvania and then when I lived in the Bay Area of San Francisco, um, I was um, a CEO and founder of a internet technology startup in the first dot-com days. And I had an investor that invested in my company as an angel investor. And he and his family, um, they were really, really good people. And, um, and you know, when you're a CEO and you're working around the clock, like a crazy person. And, and, and you're, you're working on an early stage startup. Um, if you have an angel investor, um, or, you know, a number of them, you, you communicate with them. So, you know, I got to know this family a bit. And when afterwards I kind of was tracking where, what they were doing. And I realized they had moved to Montana to do something with, a grass fed beef ranch, I think is, is what it was. I had kind of lost, I wasn't really directly communicating with them, but I had um, somehow followed and heard that that's what they were doing through one of my other um, advisors. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. Montana. I don't even know anything about it. And I remember Googling it and being like, Montana, what's the biggest town in Montana or what's a well-known town or city in Montana? Well, there's not like big cities, but like the, the town or the, I guess, small city, it's now really growing of Bozeman, Montana kind of came up because I think that's where they were living. And my idea of what Montana was, was very, um, I just figured it was just all like ranch land and fences and some cattle. Um, and that's kind of what I saw in the early two thousands, um, when I did some research online out of curiosity about what this investor was doing. And then I didn't think about Montana again at all, um, until 2019 when, um, the HGTV dream house, they had a house in Montana in in Whitefish, Montana. And I saw that Whitefish had like a ski resort. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. People could live near a pretty good ski resort. Um, and live in a place in the mountains that wasn't Tahoe, because I didn't know of any other place like Lake Tahoe that seemed interesting to me or seemed like it would, I don't know, give me this feeling. And so when I saw this house in Montana on the HGTV, it was the dream house, I was like, that's really interesting. There's a, a ski resort, like a pretty decent sized one. And look at all those trees and look at those mountains and look at that house. And, oh, that's, that's really, that's really pretty cool. Um, huh. And I, I actually, um, entered the contest. I'm not like a contest person, but I entered the contest just kind of like, wow, that'd be cool to win that house. And then part of me, like, really was terrified of winning the house because I didn't know what we would really do with a house in Montana when we lived in the Bay area. And I was kind of like, I was like, that'd be really cool to win it. But then I was also really, I realized that I, later I was also like really terrified to win it because then I wouldn't know, like, could I be like labeled with this like 
these tax expectations of paying taxes on a property that we really wouldn't be able to use and yada, yada, yada. It just brought up a whole host of things like, you know, we wouldn't move to Montana. We couldn't move to Montana. That wasn't an option. We would, so it would just like have to be a second house. And then how would you pay for all of this? And it could it be a vacation house? And it just, it just kind of seemed all too much, but it was like this ping, like, oh, that's interesting. So then in 2020, um, when COVID hit, we were in a pretty serious lockdown in Northern California, um, in the Bay area. And, when things kind of eased up a little bit, um, we wanted to just get out. And I had seen this video on Facebook of these people with this driveway and these animals walking down. And I was like, that's so cool. You know, like, wow. And so we decided we wanted to go on a trip and we decided to rent an RV and just go on a trip. And that way we wouldn't have to worry about like masks and quarantine and lodging and all that. We could just go travel in an RV and bring our animals and yada, yada. And, um, and I was like, let's go to Montana. Let's just check out Montana. We'll check out that place. Um, and see what this place is like. I had also had a a thing, um, come up, I think it was prior to that, where I got called, I kind of like felt this ping to watch. There were these, um, I think it was these mountain lions that were running in the wild. And it turns out they were in Montana. So it was kind of like all these messages, like little hints like Montana, Montana, Montana. So we're like, yeah, we'll go on this trip to Montana. We'll get in an RV. We'll rent it. We didn't know anything about that. And we'll go on this trip to Montana because that way we can just kind of be out away from people and, and just kind of like get some nature connection and just kind of get away from our house and, and, and whatever. Um, and so that's what we did. And we came up here and we visited and we, in in one way we fell in love with the place because of the mountains and 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 nature um in other ways we didn't we didn't really understand this area at first it's like there was like farmland in the middle and then there's these mountains and like it was really hard to kind of navigate there's like this cute town And then these other places. And so it was kind of like this combination of things that we were adjusting to. But we felt then that we really would like to see about moving here. We felt a calling. And there was a house that we liked that was beautiful. This beautiful house um, that was in this area in the woods with these all these lakes, all these small lakes. And, um, we found this beautiful house that overlooked a lake and it had a view of the mountains. And we're like, we actually were talking to a realtor about buying that house. Um, and we kind of thought, well, the idea was that because my husband was working remotely at the time because of COVID that we could, we could move there. And what ended up happening is we found out that his company, even though they had gone fully remote, they weren't committed to it for, um, forever. They were committed to it for the, the near future, um, because of COVID, but not forever. And so they did have plans eventually where they would want people back um, being able to come into the office. And so we, we kind of were not able to pursue that property, um, that we, that we really liked. And, and, and now I'm, I'm so glad, even though I loved, I loved that property. I loved the, the view and the, the, there was like this, um, 
this beautiful eagle that we saw uh, when we were out on the deck, um, I realized it wouldn't, it didn't have much land. It had like maybe half an acre and it was like on a hillside. And so many of the things that we now have at our current property, we wouldn't have gotten on that property. But what it did is it, it just kind of brought us along further on this path. And I'm sharing all of this because our road to getting to this adventure in ranching, it didn't all just kind of come out like we're going to start a ranch in Montana or a mini ranch or a ranchette or a little farmstead or whatever. That's not the way it worked. It came from these kind of like seemingly random little things that kind of like popped up in our experience, like the investor that was moving to Montana, the HGTV house, the the Facebook video that I saw that I, I just kept re-watching and re-watching and re-watching. I didn't really, you know, it's, it's not like we were like, we're going to move to Montana and get, you know, five acres and we're going to have a little a little horse ranch. That's not what we thought. At that time, I had no idea that I would even ever ride a horse again. I had given up horses a long time before. And I didn't, even though I loved horses, and I, it was literally 24 seven, my world from the time I was eight, uh, five, about five until when I was, um, for, I left for college a little bit before I left for college. Cause I had to quit. Um, which is a whole other story. It, it was horses were my world and I really wanted horses to be my profession, but I didn't know how to make that work when I was, you know, 17 years old and I didn't have a family or any resources to, to make that happen or to understand how to make that happen. So I, I felt that I needed to go to college. And so then I gave that whole world up. Right. But my point is we've gone on these adventures in ranching now, and it wasn't planned. It wasn't all programmed out. It it just was a feeling. It was like a feeling of like go check that out and and whatever. And 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 so much of our journey has been like that. I also um I also kind of feel like um we recently as as part of our lifestyle here in Montana, which is very different as I talked about in the last episode, you know, compared to what it what it used to be. Um, and granted, I, I grew up as a horse girl. I mean, I was like what some people would call like a barn rat. Like I basically lived at the barn and, and with my horses or my ponies and, and going out and just riding bareback and shoveling manure and, you know, doing all that stuff. So I, I had that as a child, but when I was like a young adult and then, you know, going through my ages as an adult, as, and as a parent, um, you know, we, we had a very different lifestyle, going to fancy restaurants, going to bars, going out and, you know, doing these kind of seemingly hip things and like living this very urban kind of more glamorous life, life, if you will, by some standards. Um, and that's not what we have here in Montana at all, but I love where we are. And I, I feel like I've waited my whole life to live where we live in Montana now. I feel like it's it's been a dream festering in me. Um also <laughs> um H or not HGTV, um Hallmark Channel. I used to watch these Hallmark Channel movies and and they would be like the ranch type movies, um Christmas ranch movies, you know, like the the woman or the man moves from, you know, from the big city and goes out to Montana or goes out to Wyoming or, you know, whatever, Nevada or whatever, and goes out and, you know, lives in, you know, visits some kind of ranch or something like that. And then ends up like, you know, kind of deciding they want to live there. I would eat those. I would eat those movies up. I, I would watch them. I love them. It was like, you know, 
give me a, a nice meal of Thai food and a Hallmark movie around Christmas time. And I was happy as a clam, you know, um, living in the city of San Francisco, <laughs> I would rather do that. I was like, it was there within my heart that I would love doing that. Even in, even in my twenties, um, when I was single and, uh, you know, kind of really wanting to kind of get out and do all these kind of fun, cool things, so it's been within me. Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that this adventure in ranching that we're going on, it's like a series of seemingly random experiences led us to this place, to this property. And so maybe you've ended up on your homestead or ranchette or a piece of property or farmette or farm or ranch or whatever you want to call it because of the same thing, because of a series of things that kind of called you. Or maybe you're still living in your version of your neighborhood in the San Francisco Bay Area. And you're like, I don't know, I stumbled upon this podcast and there's just something about it that's really speaking to me. I mean, that's what I have found happened to me. And there's, there's a lot of reasons that I understand about how that works and how we can get called to our dreams. Um, and that it really relates to our inner guidance calling us. Um, and that's something I talk about in, uh, some other podcasts I have. I have two other podcasts, one called following a dream in which I talk about, the process of how you can have a dream within you and you can basically learn to follow it, to follow your own um, guidance in leading you to it. And I also have another podcast called Following Yourself, which is kind of a larger path that I've learned about, um, you know, how really answers are always kind of within us, the ones that really serve us the best and, and, and understand us inside and out. Um, but if you've been called to this podcast, because you've been called to a little piece of land, or you, and you already are living there, and you're in the midst of it, or, or maybe you aren't yet, you're just in this other place, be aware that what I've found is that these little seemingly random things aren't. The way that I've learned about this now is that these things aren't random. You know, it's not random that I ended up watching this video of these people with this driveway and going down this amazing driveway with their animals. Um, and, and now I have that. I have that. And I, I can't tell you how that feels. It's like this amazing thing. It's like this morning, I went out to bring my horse hay. And I just, I just marvel, you know, and, and I might have been cranky, like, inside the house getting caught up in stuff with my kids and my husband and this and that and things we have to do. And we have to do this. And we have to do that. And we have to do things, this and we have to do that. But then I go outside. And I, 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 bring the hay to my horse and my horse comes running up to me. Um, he's like an X-race horse. So watching him run is, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And, and he runs up to get his hay and, and, um, and I look at the mountains beyond and, and I see the clouds and even the raindrops and I see patches of snow that are still on the ground. And I see a lot of, you know, ground right now that's not yet green. So we're kind of in between. But I feel this connection. I feel this connection with this place. And I feel like I was drawn to this place and, and that it was a calling from my heart, really, um, that my heart led me on this path and led us on this path you know, and, um, you know, at one point there, there was a point where, you know, there was a point where we were looking at houses and we just weren't sure if we were ever going to find anything, you know, and, and, 
like I said, we weren't trying to find this acreage. We were just trying to find something we connected with, you know, that just felt some possibility in it. Um, but I remember at one moment with my husband, you know, where he was just kind of wondering about stuff. And so was I for sure. Um, but I remember saying to him, let's, let's just try out the Montana thing for a while. (laughs) I said it like that. I'm like, let's just try out the Montana thing, you know, and if we don't like it, then we'll move somewhere else at some point. Let's just give this a shot. Let's just try out the Montana thing. We'll just see if we find a place, you know, and that is what has led us to where we're at, this place where we live on this property with this driveway that I now look back and realize that these other people walking down their you know, dirt driveway with their animals, their collection and menagerie of, of, of animals, rescued animals, planted a seed in my heart, a seed that I, I have now come to understand was always there and was always growing. Um, but it planted a seed. And if this podcast plants a seed for you, It makes me, well, it just delights me because I know that we have desires in our hearts and sometimes we just have no idea from where we're standing, how we could possibly, possibly have that. We just rule them out of hand. But if I could go from watching a video in, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area of a family walking down a road in Montana to, you know, a couple of years later having that exact same thing, my version of it, but a pretty darn similar version. I think they have a lot more land than us, but there's so many similarities. It kind of blows my mind. And if that's something that's calling you to your version. Your version is available to you as well. Your version of your adventure, whatever it is in ranching and a homestead and in a plot of land in a place where you have a garden in, in whatever it is, maybe it's some, maybe it's having a piece of land by the beach, you know, um, I don't know what it is for you, but This is what I'm sharing in this podcast is these various adventures that we go through. And, you know, it's funny, as I was saying, we have a very different lifestyle now. And and recently we were, I, I felt this ping to learn line dancing, line dancing. I kept seeing it. It wasn't, it was like this thing, line dancing, line dancing. I remember square dancing as a kid in, in middle school, we had to do square dancing in Pennsylvania. And I kind of liked it secretly. I liked it. Um, so I was like line dancing, line dancing. That's interesting. And it kept calling me. And one time I said to my husband, I'm like, you know what, I want to go to this line dancing thing. And I was kind of nervous because I'm like, I was never able to do those um, line dances people do at weddings. Like my only experience with line dances is um, I have all these cousins that do like the, these different, um, like, I think it's called like the chicken dance, these different line dances that people do at weddings. They do them really well. They know all the moves and, and they do them really well. And I never knew the moves. So, so the idea of me doing line dancing was really like, uh, I, I don't think that I'm going to know how to do this, but something called me to it. And I, I said to my husband, like, I'm going to go to this. If you want to come, that'd be really cool. And if you don't go, I'll go by myself anyway. Cause it turns out you didn't, you know, you didn't need a partner. You could just go by yourself, but he came along and we both went to this line dancing thing. And, you know, it was, it was scary. Cause I'm the kind of person that, um, I, I'm a pretty good dancer, but when it comes to like, remembering exact choreographed steps. I struggle with that, um, where you have to like do this and then do this and do this and do this like step classes, those like 
um, that, that exercise thing called step, like that gyms and stuff would have, I did horribly at those because they'd always be like doing all these advanced moves that I would never be able to kind of follow along. And I would just kind of feel so foolish. So for me to go to this line dancing class was kind of a big deal, but something called me to it. And when we went there, it turns out that nobody else showed up that day. There was like this big festival, beer festival going on. And I guess everybody was more excited about that than doing a um, an intro to line dancing kind of session. So my husband and I basically kind of almost had like a private lesson. But, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And I put one step, you know, one foot in front of the other and I laughed at myself and I was willing to just let myself not know anything about what I was doing and just have fun with it. Just let it be this silly, fun thing. And you know what? It was a blast. It was a blast. And we've now since gone back again and, and did better. And, um, I would love to go every week. I just, it, we had like some travel and I have some other upcoming travel. So I haven't been able to go, but it's something I want to do more of. And I really like the country music, um, that, that they play when we do it. And I never knew anything about country music until we moved to Montana. I never liked it. And now I like, country music too. But my point with step dance or um, my point with line dancing is that I didn't know what I was doing. And we just went there and it turns out we kind of had this like instructor to ourselves. It was this thing that just kind of kept popping up. And then we did it. And it was so much fun. We had like this fun little date night. And my husband wore his cowboy boots and, and I wore these boots I have. They're not cowboy boots, but you know, it was just so cool. It was so cool. And it's just part of our adventure in ranching and adventure in this Montana lifestyle that we're living. And I loved it. And so if you're feeling a call to something, whether it's, you know, a little ranching call or homestead or whatever, just notice it. Because I found that that is how we got to be to this place where we're embarking on this adventure in our, you know, our ranching experience here with our small horse property. And to that end, I'm actually going to sign off because um, we're going to get, I'm going to get another horse. Um, I mentioned we had, we have one horse and there was a period where we had two horses and Sadly, the other horse had a health issue that was underlying and we had to put him down, which was very heartbreaking. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about that at some time because that was at some point because that was, you know, part of this experience. But we've I I believe that we've located another horse that's going to be part of our family and part of our ranch here. And um, I'm going to be going uh, maybe tomorrow or the next day to, to get him in another state and uh, driving my horse trailer and driving across the the um, through ranches in Montana through an Indian reservation and through a mountain pass and and whatever to get to this horse and this is all part of my life now and so I've got to do some other things get my kids off to some classes and get ready to go on this trip so I will sign off for now. Until the next episode. I'm so glad you joined me on the Adventures in Ranching podcast. To learn more about my other offerings, you can visit my website at michellewaldo.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-A-L-D-O.com.